G'day everyone and welcome to the Unbox Your Give podcast. It's all about how to turn your passion into a profession. And throughout this podcast series, we've had people who have started social enterprises, charities, for-profit, not-for-profit businesses. And a lot of the time in conversations, people have said, well, starting a business is quite hard. But if you were to have an idea to start a business and you throw into the equation being a father and son team, and then you add to that equation, to that father and son team, what about if someone in that duo had a disability? And so all those excuses, all those reasons why something can't start a business, father and son team, maybe having a disability, you probably might want to take a step back. But my guests today have defied all of those so-called excuses. And it's such an honor to have both Mark Cronin and John Cronin at the podcast. Guys, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for Thank having you us. Thank you Thank you. Now, guys, let me just give you the whole crux of our listeners. They are the co-founders of John's Crazy Socks. And <laughs> it's an online retail store. It's a father and son venture inspired by John himself, John Lee Cronin, who is a young man with Down syndrome. Now, the first year alone, John's Crazy Socks did, if my research is correct, guys, 1.2 to 1.3 million in your first year. Is that correct? Actually, we wound up doing 1.7 million US dollars in our first year. Oh my Lord. Well, that's, that's incredible. They do, you donate 5% of your earnings to the Special Olympics. Right. right. And the mission is to spread happiness with every sock. Am I right? Yep. What's our mission? That's pretty happening. That's it. Oh, I love that. It's pretty happening. So tell me, guys, take me back. You're now a success. You only started in December 2016, for goodness sake. I mean, you guys are young and happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm young. You hear that? He's <laughs> young. I'm old. <laughs> so, so basically, John graduates from high school, and he's like, what do I do with myself? And then what happens, guys? Take it from there, please. Well, it actually started in the fall of, 2007, of 2016, and I'll put it in context. Um, for me, I was working in a family business, and the bad news was the family business shut down. Uh, so we were kind of flat on our backs, and I was starting some new online businesses, and John here, he was entering right. his last year of school. I am. In, in the US, um, if you have a disability, you mm -hmm. can stay in the public school system until you're 21. Very different. So John was going to be turning 21. Wow. So he was entering his last year in school. And we were starting to look at, to figure out what's he going to do next, right? Right. And their choices were pretty limited. Mm -hmm. There weren't a many, many great opportunities. Mm -hmm. And you came and said what? I want to say I'm socks. No, what did you say first? I was going to be with my creator dad. He, wanted, he comes and says, I want to go into business with you. Mm -hmm. right? Now, we got to have an idea for the business, right? I did. What was your first suggestion? A fun store. He wanted to open a fun store. <laughs> What's a fun store? Exactly. <laughs> 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 then he had another idea. What was that? A food truck. Uh, 
Food truck. Yeah, I come out of idea for a food truck. Uh, I, I seen a, a movie called Chef and John Farrell. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie about Father Doug Business. It was this movie Chef. Okay. That, that was about a father and son forming and bonding over a food truck business. Oh. So John loved that idea. And we began to look into it. And it's funny, when you want to tell, you tell people you want to open a food truck, everybody has an idea of what you should sell. <laughs> Get your own food truck. But, but we ran into a problem. Mm-hmm. What was the problem? I, I, we can't cook. <laughs> and there's the problem. Right? But you know, one of the things I tell folks is, your first idea is not necessarily going to be a good idea. Mm-hmm. And not all your ideas are going to be good ideas. Mm-hmm. And then right before the Thanksgiving holiday in the US, which was late November, you came and said what? I want to suck because I love suck because it's fun, colorful, and color, and colorful socks. I, and then let me be me. John had worn crazy socks his whole life. That was his thing, right? We would go looking for him. Right. He would wear them to school and show them off. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yes, his brother Jamie sometimes would say, you can't let him go to school looking like that. John would tell him, you're not the fashion police. <laughs> but they, and if you think more generally, that's a good place to find an idea to start a business. If you love something, chances are somebody else is going to love it too. Yeah. Um, so this seemed like a good idea. And John already had the name kind of figured out and he had drawings of a website. I did. I, I, I did because I, I like uh, the science on stock. I like doing something fun. So we committed, this is a good idea, let's go test it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I tell folks the traditional way of starting a business you get a good idea, then you stop everything mm-hmm. and work on a business plan. Mm-hmm. And you do a lot of research and gather a lot of data and do a lot of projections. The projections are never right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what we did. We simply said, we're going to go and test this idea. So we built a website. We built it in the Shopify environment, which made it easy to build. Mm-hmm. We went and got some, uh, some inventory, not a lot. Mm-hmm. But we went and got some inventory. The only marketing we did was to set up a Facebook page. And we did some videos that were, uh, well, to call them lo-fi might be to overstate things. It was just <laughs> me and my cell phone and John talking about his socks. Right. right? Um, you came up with a catchphrase. I did. Socks and more socks. Socks. <laughs> and more socks. Um, <laughs> And then we opened on December 9th, yeah. right? right? 2016, a Friday. Right. Um, if you've got entrepreneurs listening or potential entrepreneurs listening, I can tell you a little inside story. We were supposed to open at 10 in the morning, New York time, except the website crashed. Oh. So we had a rebuild and we opened at three in the afternoon. Um, wow. Because no matter how hard you work, no matter how much planning you do, some things will always go wrong. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So we opened at three in the afternoon and we weren't sure what to expect. Okay. And we had read and heard that some online merchants took a month or two months to get even a single order. Okay. And we were very fortunate. We got a flood or certainly it felt like a flood of orders the first day. Wow. Uh, almost all of them were local, which makes sense. Is that you know, your, Our first customers were people that knew us primarily. They knew John. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we, we had an idea. We said we wanted to make it really special, so we'll do home deliveries, right? right. John would go door-to-door hand-delivering these. So we got red boxes, we put the socks in the boxes, and we looked at it and said, this needs something else. Mm-hmm. So what? A candy. Got some candy. We went across the street to the grocery store. We were in temporary office space. We got some Hershey's Kisses, put those in. What else did you put in? I'm thinking of it. John wrote a personalized thank you note for every customer. We drove around and delivered those boxes, and the customers loved it, right? Right. How do we know? uh, Customers did take a picture with stock, a package, and me, and put it on social media. So right away, people were spreading the word on social media. Oh. you know, you know, what I'd point out to others is we had an idea, you know, let's see how home deliveries would work. And we just went and did it. Mm-hmm. And let's see how it worked out. And it turned out it worked out very well. Okay. So that first month, um, we shipped 452 orders. And that was about $13,000 US. Wow, that's fantastic. There were bumps along the way. That first weekend, we received so many orders that it almost wiped out our inventory. Wow. So I drove around where we live to every Kmart, a, a discount uh, department store here, oh, I love buying it. as many Christmas socks as I could so we would have something to sell. Oh. Wow. But we, we learned a few things. So you know the idea was to go test it. We're very much in the lean startup mode mm-hmm. of you know, don't wait for it to be perfect. Get something out there mm-hmm. and you're going to get feedback. And so we kept revising the website as we went along. And and we learned, one, people want to buy socks. Two, people want to buy socks from John. And three, this old man and this young man, we could sell socks. Oh, I love that. So, so tell me, Mark, just to, to, to interrupt you there for a moment, when you're doing all of this and when... John's come to you with this idea and your your own family business is not, you said, it's flat on its back. It's not going to go anywhere. Did you kind of think, well, maybe I'll do this on the side, this John's crazy socks idea, and then like start my own real thing? Like, did you ever have one foot in one thing and one foot in the other? I did. did. When we started, I was in the process of starting some other online businesses. Yes. So uh, it was a very high tech approach. Mm-hmm. You can call it, throw the spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. Mm. Um, you, you don't like that? <laughs> um, so it just so happened that the socks took off. It did, with the moment he said it to me, it instantly seemed to me like it would be a good idea. Right. Um, in no way did we forecast the rapid growth we've had. Um, but it was certainly worth, worth testing. And, and that's part of it of, you don't know until you go test. Yeah. 
So how so, did you test? How did you, is that, was it just the home deliveries that you did? It, it was just set up the website and see if people will come, see if they'll buy the socks, wow. see if we get any traction. Okay. Uh, and so the, the proof was in the customers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we saw actual customers and we got feedback from them, mm -hmm. uh, so we set it up, you know, if you think of the very first and crudest marketing was just John talking and we immediately got feedback from people, very heartfelt notes mm -hmm. and emails um, about how they connected to John, how they saw John as an inspiration yeah. or a role. Right from the beginning, we did commit that we would uh, donate 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics, and that resonated a lot with people. I love that. Um, so, you know, these were ideas we had that we tested, and it wasn't that we went out and did lots of surveys and studies. We just listened to our customers. Okay. Um, so, so, John, can I ask you a question, please? Yes, did you know, how do you, what, what did you know this was going to be a success? John's crazy socks, did you know, did you have a feeling it was going to be a success? When you came and said, Dad, we should sell socks, did you believe, wow, this is going to be a great business? Yes. You already knew that? I really knew that. Okay. What hey, can I tell you? Well, <laughs> and how did you know that? How did you know that, John? Um, what made you think that people wanted to buy socks? Was it because you like socks so much? I, I, I like the socks. You like the socks? So other people would like them too? Yes. Okay. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, John really is the inspiration for the business. And much of it comes from that his, his fearless mm. of hey, I got an idea, let's go do this. You know, we can go work this out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're sitting there at the end of December, yeah. understanding at that point, this could work. We could grow, we could grow this business. Um, so we did a couple of things. And one was we kept just doing what we were already doing. One of the challenges was to get inventory because many suppliers would not sell until we proved that we already had a viable business. It was a catch-22. Oh, wow. Um, even though we were paying up front. Yeah, wow. So we were doing that at the same time as we were kind of figuring out, okay, what's this really about? Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of excuse me, decisions or events that really spurred us forward. And, and, and I'd probably say there were three. One came in January. In January, it was very slow. We did about 180 orders total. Well, uh, John has Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And World Down Syndrome Day is what day? What day is World Down Syndrome Day? Um, March 21st. March 21st. So we went looking for a Down syndrome sock that we could sell. And we couldn't find one. And, and, and I have an idea. I just, I just want to uh, design. I designed my, my, my own socks. I want, I want 
John was the one who had the idea. I did. Let's make one ourselves. Nice. So he designed the world's first Down syndrome awareness sock. Wow. And we committed that we wanted that to give back to the Down syndrome community. Mm -hmm. So we contacted two charities, a national charity and a local charity, and said, here, this is what we're going to do. We're going to sell this sock, and we're going to send you each a dollar from every pair we sell. Um, that model turned out to be really important for us because it gave us some more motivation. It helped shape who we were and it connected us to larger communities. Okay. Um, so that in February, we introduced a Down syndrome awareness sock and an autism awareness sock. Okay. And we grew fivefold from January to February. So we went from 180 orders to 900 orders. We went from $6,000 to $37,000 in revenue. Um, and we were able to handle that. We hired some part-time staff. We had, more, um, we had more inventory. And that's when we hit on the second of the kind of three big events. And uh, that was an online video put out by a journal called The Mighty. Mm -hmm. They had interviewed us. We had not tried to get any press coverage until the second part of February, because I was afraid if we got press coverage, we would be overrun. Okay, oh wow. But we waited till it late in February when we thought we had a reasonable foundation. They wrote an article about John and our business. Mm -hmm. That had minor impact. But then on a Saturday afternoon, the first Saturday in March, they put a video out. The last I looked, that video had over 20 million views. Wow. So we went from doing 50 orders a day to over 1,000 orders a day. Wow. How did you keep up with the growth, like inventory stuff? Inventory. Well, we almost didn't. And, and uh, you know, listen, we were very grateful for that. And it helped us grow. And it brought us a lot of customers. And it also almost put us out of business. Okay. Oh, okay. Because it wiped out our inventory and it overwhelmed our staff and it overwhelmed our physical space. Mm. It took us about a month to kind of get caught back up. Wow. Um, so, I mean, there were a couple of lessons there. One, um, you know, watch what you ask for. You may get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A viral experience. Yeah. Two, um, you have to stay humble. Um, you know, you, you hear people talk about how you learn more from mistakes than you do success. Yes. And I believe that's true. And one of the reasons is that when we succeed, we tend to think it's something we did. Yeah. And it may not be the case. So in this particular one, uh, it was kind of funny. It was a Saturday afternoon, and John and I were driving, oh, about an hour away to go to dinner at a restaurant he likes. And on the way out there, and really when we got there, our phones started dinging because there's an app on the phone. Every time you get a sale, it dings. Yeah. And what was it doing? It was going ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> and I'm looking, and I'm trying to figure out why. Mm. And I start telling myself, well, you know, 
all that SEO work we've been doing, it's paying off. It had nothing to do with that. And it was this video that they put out. Mm. Um, so that helped us a lot. Um, it, it moved us to another level. Mm-hmm. It had to grow quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we grew tenfold. So we did under a thousand orders in February. We did 10,000 orders in March. Wow. Wow. And then the third thing was, uh, in many ways, the best thing in the long run. We participated in a business accelerator program here in the States called Mass Challenge. Um, They had called us up and suggested that we apply. And I kind of laughed because I knew about this program and it's it's one of the top programs in the country and they take fewer than 10% of applicants. And I said, you know, it's very nice, but come on, you guys, you get MIT PhDs, you get your, you know, whiz kids. Mm. I'm an old man with a young kid and and we just sell socks. Um, But they convinced us to apply and we were accepted. And uh, I think all around, all parties are happy about that. Um, We learned a tremendous amount. We got a tremendous benefit with connecting with some mentors. Um, networking with people, making connections with some corporate sponsors. Um, and it really helped us understand who we are and who we could be. Ah, okay. And so I think those experiences really shaped us so that by the, you know, the end of the summer, and the summer was a very tough time for us because it was our first year, we are, uh, we're bootstrapping. Mm-hmm. And it turns out people don't buy socks in the summer. (laughs) We would love to have Australian customers because of the opposing seasons. Yeah. Um, So, you know, there would be days in the summer where we'd have 30 orders. Right. Um, So we were running out of money. I was borrowing just to pay staff. We reached mid-August. I had to let people go. Um, So it was tough. Yeah. But we knew we had a foundation. We knew we had a model that could work. And we knew if we could just get to the fall and the holiday season would be okay. okay. And, and we really built it. And, and over that time, we, we honed our core values and understood really who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so in your introduction, you referred to social enterprises. Mm-hmm. Uh, that term gets used differently in different countries. Mm-hmm. We consider ourselves a social enterprise because we have a social mission and a business mission. Mm-hmm. We're set up as a for as a for profit, mm-hmm. um, and that's important to our mission. So our overall mission is what creating happiness, and and we've built the business on four pillars. The first and the most important is inspiration and hope. We want to show the world what's possible when you give someone a chance. And we do that every day in, in, a, in a myriad of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, we built the business on people with differing abilities. My partner here, in addition to being our chief happiness officer, oh. he's the face of the business. And if you've been to our website, <laughs> you, yes, you're adorable. <laughs> you're an angel. <laughs> John is the one that's out front and it's and he really drives the business. Mm. Hire people with disabilities. Um, 
we take our process and turn it into content. Mm -hmm. So we make videos all the time and it features our coworkers because we just want to show here's what people can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do school tours. We have school work groups that come in. We, we, we're now out on the speaker circuit so yeah. we can spread the word. Uh, two weeks now, three weeks ago, we testified before the U.S. Congress. No. Um, all designed to get that word out. Love that. Love the, the, sec the second pillar is giving back. So we started with the 5% that we give to, uh, we, of earnings that we donate to the Special Olympics. But now we have a growing list of charity and awareness songs mm -hmm. that raise money for charity partners. Mm -hmm. Like, who are some of the charity partners? Uh, I down this one, autism, women this one. Right. Um, Ability Revolution, ACLD. Mm -hmm. uh, we just struck a deal with a research foundation that does research into uh, Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. uh, the third, we're a sock store, right? Yes. Yeah. So we have socks you can love. We have 1,900 different socks. 1,900 different socks. Wow. The Sock of the Month Club. We have gift boxes, gift bags. What's so your favorite? At the moment, at the moment, Mike, how do you currently uh, source your inventory? Are you manufacturing it yourself or are you actually getting it from suppliers yourself directly? We mainly get it from suppliers. Okay. The ones that we designed, and John has designed a number of them, yep. we contract with mills to produce those for us. Okay. So it's a little bit of both. Right. The vast majority are ones supplied by others. Mm -hmm. um, our socks are a very small portion of the total inventory, but they account for over 20% of sales. Okay. Um, yeah. So it socks, and then the fourth pillar is we make it personal. Mm. What goes in every package? Um, every package gets taken out and some candy. Right. Plus, John, if we if somebody posts a picture or a video at our Facebook page or Instagram, John makes a thank you video for them. Oh. Um, so, you know, in, in the end, if if we didn't have the social mission, you wouldn't be talking to us. But at the same time. We have to be a great e-commerce store mm. because otherwise it would just be a cute little story and it wouldn't have the impact. You know, we have, we're competing with the Amazons and the Walmarts of the world. Yeah. So we have to have a great selection. We've got to have great inventory, great you know, products. The service has to be great. So we do same-day shipping. Mm. If an order comes in by 3 o'clock our time, it goes out that day. Um, and you do international as well? We do international. In fact, today, we just made a change in our international shipping to make it more predictable. Because um, what's been happening so far in Australia is the country we send the second most socks to. Wow! Uh, we've had Australian fans from early on. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, part of what happens is when we ship to Australia, there's kind of a black hole. We're never sure how long it's going to take. Mm. And we know the cost. We, we have been shipping internationally through the U.S. Postal Service. So we know the cost we're going to get charged. Mm -hmm. But it turns out when it hits the border, there might be additional tariffs and additional fees, and we don't know about those. Okay, okay. 
So just today, we implemented a new program with United Parcel Service that allows us to charge a simple flat fee, no additional cost for the customer, and <coughs> guarantees delivery in five to eight days. So, so hopefully that's going to help. Fantastic, yeah. fantastic. So can I ask you, Mark, the reason why John's Crazy Socks is doing so well versus your previous business, do you believe that's because you have, number one, your son, of course, John's with you, that's why. But number two, because of the, social, the model that you're employing and the cause and the reasons why that you've got this business going? <coughs> Yeah. Uh, the answer is yes. Um, first of all, you know, I'm 59 years old. I've been fortunate enough to lead and run a number of organizations. Some of them have succeeded and some have not um, I do think we have a model that works here. And it's, it's both the nature of the model and the execution of it. Um, so it's that model that says, you're merging social and an e-commerce. Mm -hmm. And you've got to be good on both fronts. Mm -hmm. And that attracts people. You can't fake it, yeah. right? And you know, part of it is, it's, this is easy. John here has no guile. Mm -hmm. And I'm too old to care. We just, we just do what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, you know, we make lots of videos. It's just us talking. Yeah. Um, there's no artifice. Um, we have no excuses. We can't blame, you know, headquarters made us do this or the yeah. board made us do this. It's just us. Mm -hmm. And, it, and I, should, I should be careful about that. It's no longer just us. We're very fortunate that we have attracted a great team around us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have really good workers, uh, re really good colleagues that work with us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they, you know, part of it is the proof you know, if you measure, we've laid out what matters to us. And then if you look and say, okay, how are we doing? We've been very fortunate. We've hired now 35 employees. Uh, 16 of them have a differing ability. The videos that we've made, and if you see them, these are lo-fi videos. Yeah. Nobody's watching them for their technical expertise. <laughs> They've been seen over 4 million times. Wow. Um, videos about us, like that Mighty video. There's a BBC video they put out in mid-January. Now that's got over 35 million views. Um, so all told, we, we think we added it up that it's like 75 to 80 million views. Um, and we've been very fortunate with that. But we are reaching people. Yeah. Um, you know, we've now shipped not only to every state union, but to 44 different countries. Um, wow. We've raised over $100,000 US uh, for our charity partners. Love that. Um, our customers are happy. We have over 8,500 online reviews. 96% of those are five star reviews. I love um, that. So, so Mark, being in the shoes that you're in right now, because you've, seen, you've started many businesses, this is doing, going gangbusters. For someone right. listening to your story right now and thinking, I'd like to start something with my son or daughter or my mother or father, the other. Right. Right. What do you need to be aware of? What do we need to be aware of so that they can go and start off on a successful footing like you did? 
Um, a couple of things, I think. One, the, the product or service mm -hmm. has to be good. It has to be something that people want. Um, and I do believe the only way you can know that is to go out and test it. Go out and actually see, you know, um, you can do, you know, and I know of examples of this, you know, you do a, a focus group and would you buy this radio? And, and they may tell you yes, but if you want to know if they'll buy that radio, at the end of that focus group, say, okay, we're selling it for X amount of dollars. Who wants to buy one? I am. And that's how you find out, right? So it's, you have to have something that someone's going to want. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have to make it, give them a compelling reason as to why you. Okay. Right? And that's where I think the social enterprise comes in. I don't think it's enough for anybody to just sell stuff anymore. Mm. I think consumers are looking and saying, okay, and what else? Yeah. You know, it might be, where are you sourcing your material from? Yeah. Where are you, you know, who, what's your labor conditions like? Mm. If I'm eating your food, what, where are you buying this? Yeah. Okay. What, what, what contribution are you making back to the community? Mm. Because when people buy from us, in the end, they're not just buying socks. They're buying into the experience. They're buying into the happiness. Yeah. So we have a formula that I think works. I think that, that social enterprise works. Mm -hmm. um, we're very fortunate that John said socks. You know, it could have been something else. And right. maybe it wouldn't have worked quite as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you only know that by testing it. And, and what and you tested it, Mark, was that you previously had a Facebook page, you had a website, and then you just started saying, like bringing people to those two platforms, right? right? Yeah. Yes. And uh, listen, the, the growth that we have had is, is ridiculous. Um, and, and it's been a perfect storm of many positive things. Yeah. You know, listen, we're, our first year we shipped a little more than 42,000 orders and have 1.7 million in revenue. We're a year and a half old now. We've now done over 100,000 orders total, 3.8 million in revenue. Um, I, I am not going out there and saying, you can do that too. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I, you can yeah. make a living and you can grow something and maybe you grow something that's bigger or better. Is, is it a headache having the overheads of uh, warehouse, staff? Is that a big headache for someone who's listening to this? Um, yes. Mm. It is a concern. Mm. I get to, yes, I get to worry about that. Yeah. I worry about our payroll. Mm. Uh, I, we had a mentor at Mass Challenge. Mm -hmm who, you know, when we're leaving, sat us down and looked in the eye and said, you understand that it is imperative that you succeed. Wow. And I understand that at multiple levels. Yeah. You know, we've got people working for us that we've made promises to. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, we could have a separate discussion just about workplace engagement and what it's like to work at, right? Mm -hmm. it's a, 
I don't mean this to be self-serving. It's a wonderful place to work. Mm-hmm. We fill jobs, the, and, and in part because it's a unified workplace, because we have people with different abilities. But people are excited to work there. They're highly motivated. They're highly productive. The morale is through the roof, and everybody stays. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I have an obligation to them. Yeah. And some of that challenge comes, you know, we're entering our slow season now. So we're going to lose money over the next several months. Mm-hmm. On a basis, we're going to lose money. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at my staff and saying, I don't want you to worry. Oh, wow. Because in the end, it will be okay. Yeah. And so we may lose money now, but for the year, we'll make money. But yes, that's... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because that ties into what you were saying before, that when you did a great successful first year, but you were losing money during the, win- the summer season. And so someone listened to this going, how could you have lost when you've made, but you've got overheads that you're paying. And Right. One thing that caught me, the, the single business challenge that has caught me the most by surprise has been the amount of inventory we have to cover, carry. Mm. So right now, um, basically what we're doing is carrying a month's worth of supply for our biggest possible month. Mm-hmm. So the most we've sold in one month, just in terms of gross revenues, was a little over $600,000. Wow. We have a little more than $700,000 in, in, as the police would say, in street value, uh, <laughs> sitting in inventory. That's a lot of cash that's tied up there. Yeah. We know we need to have that because we're never quite sure, and and this is a good problem to have, when our next surge is going to come, our next viral experience, because we've had several of them. You know, for example, um, tomorrow, CBS Evening News, so one of the big three networks, they're coming to interview us and do a profile tomorrow. Nice. We don't know when that's going to air. Yeah. We don't know what impact that will have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It might lead, you know, we were on a different network show last November, and we got 3,300 orders that day. Wow. Um, that was in a busy season when a busy day might be, you know, 1,500 orders. Yeah. Um, So it's hard to predict that. So carrying that inventory has been a significant financial challenge. Mm -hmm. And doing it also as a, in bootstrapping it has been a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. We have had some investors approach us because they see the value they see. But we are not, we're not your typical investable company. We have no exit strategy. We're not looking to go public. We're not looking to sell. We're looking to have a lifelong business for my partner here. Um, So investors all want to know, how do I get my money out? And, right? Um, So, you know, and another part of it is, you know, we're on this mission to show what's possible. And, And part of it is, Going and speaking, it's why we testified before Congress. It's why we speak to other employers, is telling people, at least, that they need to hire 
people with different abilities. It's not out of altruism. Yeah. It's because it's good business. Yeah. So in the US, we have a growing labor shortage. Okay. Employers are having a hard time finding enough good workers. Okay. There's a geographic mismatch. There's yeah. higher unemployment in certain places. Yeah. Among people with disabilities, there is an 80% unemployment rate. Wow. So we have a shortage of labor and it's going to get worse. Yeah. As baby boomers retire, you know, as Mr. Trump hardens the, the immigration, um, it's going to get worse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have this great national resource. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to comment on Australia. Mm -hmm. We have been working with people in um, Canada on this yeah. who have faced a similar issue. We have this great national resource that's untapped. There are people that are ready, willing, and able to work. And they do a great job, and they make your workplace a better place. Mm. To do that, and you know, some of uh, yes, I do lie awake nights sometimes and worry about meeting payroll and covering all our expenses and where where's this going. And there are other times I'm there thinking I'm thinking too small. That we have to think bigger. That there instead of employing dozens. We need to employ thousands. That there are ways that we can that we can do more. Does that put butterflies in your stomach when you think about that, Mark? Like that is. It does. Yeah. It's uh, you know, and I, <laughs> I joke a, a good friend of mine who runs a hospital near here. We've grown up together. He's telling me that he's counting the days until he retires. Oh. And I tell him, you know, I'm like a 24 year old kid. I'm just getting started. <laughs> there's so much we want to do and I was joking with our webmaster the other day we're going down a bunch of projects and he said okay we should put these on the back burner and I said Nick I'm about to turn 60 I don't have a back burner <laughs> <laughs> wow wow um, if, if you could do it all again Mark would there be anything different that you would do no um, yeah there were some things you would do that would be smarter I might, I might try to get more capital to start. Um, you know, um, mm -hmm. we, we were very fortunate. We were in temporary office space and I had just negotiated a year extension on the lease when that first viral experience hit. We hadn't signed the, the new lease, so I was able to get out of it. Oh. Um, we moved into what felt like the promised land. And now we're there just over a year. Um, it's done us very well, but we're already looking and saying, uh, we're gonna have to move again. Um, but like even that first viral experience, you know, I look and say, if you gave me a million dollars, nobody could have predicted it. Hmm. And if I went out and bought everything we needed in advance for that, you would have looked at me and said, you're a fool. Hmm. No rational person would do it. So yeah. um, it's not, when I say I wouldn't change anything, it's not out of arrogance. It's not because 
we did everything right. Um, it's, it's, it's because I think you have to go through a natural process. Mm. You know? The first four people that we hired, none of them are with us anymore. Now one, it's because he went off to law school. But the other three, as we grew, they didn't like it. They had somehow in their mind that this was going to be this small little thing. Mm -hmm. And that was never, you know, we didn't expect it to grow this quickly, but that was never what it was going to be. Mm -hmm. Always wanted to grow it. Yeah. Um, And so they didn't like it when we grew. Um, You know, but so could we have hired differently in the beginning? Maybe, but the reality was we were hiring part-time people on a contract basis because it was all an experiment. Everything we're doing is an experiment. experiment. So I just, I just love this whole, how it's all just come about and what you've said, um, the model and what you're doing. How much did you spend to start this whole thing up? So if someone's listening right now and they think, you know, let me get test the idea. How much does testing an idea cost? Um, all told, I think we probably spent maybe $5,000, but I think less than that. We didn't have the money. Um, you know, every cent we got was going back in. Right. Yeah. We don't get a vacation until what year? Um, 2020. 20. 2020. Two years. Um, Johnny boy here, you know, here. In, I know it's morning there. It's eight o'clock at night here. We left the house at eight this morning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And this is a fairly typical day. Okay. We went five weeks recently without a day off. Um, well, now, some of them included travel. Yeah. Um, and that's not as a complaint. Mm-hmm. You want to grow a business? Yeah. Guess what you're going to do? Yeah. And this guy is such a great partner, never complains. He's always up for it, right? That, you know, I find this really beautiful, Mark, the way that, because uh, what I'm seeing within you, as much as there's 80% unemployment in America for the, those who, are dis, who have disabilities, I just see your level of attention, love, support, encouragement as a parent. I don't always see that when parents have ch- children who have, for example, Down syndrome. It starts with you, though. You're the one that has triggered all of this. Well, I don't know. I don't, you know, uh, we know we've gotten a lot of positive feedback. You know, at one point, you know, <laughs> sometimes things that have happened to us, it's, it's hard to think that it's really us. Mm. Um, we received the Humanitarian of the Year Award from an organization. Wow. And we stood up in front of 2,000 people. We gave a nice talk. Because anytime John gets up, it's good. Um, <laughs> but it's like, come on now. Mother Teresa, she's a humanitarian. Yeah. Not us, we just sell socks. <laughs> um, and what John and I are doing, this is what we've done our whole lives. Um, and we're the, I mean, I'll give you a, a, an, an easy anecdote. I could give you anecdotes all day of some of the stuff we see at work. Um, we have one colleague, Matt. Matt has Asperger's. Mm. When Matt started working for us, I told him, you understand, we're going to put you in videos. We're going to take your picture because we're going to share with the world what you do here. 
And Matt came up to me and he put his head down and said, Mr. Cronin, I can't do that. I'm very shy and you know me, I have Asperger's, I can't do this. It's like, Matt, that's okay, but we're gonna try. So we did a video of Matt and John and two other guys just talk, eating lunch and talking about what they did that day. And Matt kind of liked that. And then we did another one and Matt kind of liked that. And a week later, Fox Business News came in to film a profile of us. And Matt went up to the reporter and said, I want you to interview me. And Matt has now been on television, I think four times. There is a video, which we're not allowed to discuss yet, but uh, one of the major tech companies has made about us. That's they're going to put out around Father's Day. Um, Matt is interviewed in that. Um, We didn't do anything special. There's no secret formula. There's no special sauce. We just gave Matt an opportunity. And we get to see him blossom. You know, he's, he came in working first, and he still does. He works as a sock wrangler. We, we run, you know, much of what we run is a pick-and-pack warehouse. Mm-hmm. We call our pickers sock wranglers. But Matt is now writing sock descriptions for our website. And it's simple. He came and spoke about how he liked to write. I said, great, let's see if you can do this. We gave him some samples, and it turns out Matt may have been put on this earth write sock descriptions (laughs) and again i'm not doing him any favors i'm not being a nice guy we're being good business people he's got a talent he can do it well and he helps us achieve our goals oh my goodness this is just right matt's a good guy oh that's wonderful Uh, john are you happy are you happy at john's crazy socks Yes, I am. I'm very happy of a song for because I just want to feel good myself. Oh, you, are, you know you're very cute. <laughs> yeah. He knows that. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I joke with them that some guys, they learn to play guitar to meet women. John started a sock business. <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> Good job, John. <laughs> well, you guys are just an absolute joy, and what an honor to to get to know the insights of of um. And if someone wants to of the John's crazy socks, if someone wants to go and buy socks from you guys, where would do they need to go? Where do they go? They want to buy socks. Um. Don't say it straight. Come on now. Okay, John's crazy socks. Dot com. Dot com. John's crazy socks.com. We do ship to Australia. Now you're going to get it in five to eight days. We have hundreds of happy customers in Australia. Oh, love that. Yes. And I've seen all the, I've seen videos when I was doing my research for this interview, I had people have actually put videos on YouTube, opening their packages. Yes. Loving the personal note and the kisses, the candy. And, And now we're doing, we're, we've put some new things in place. If we see a birthday note, John will write a personalized birthday note. Um, if we see a package is going to a member of the military, we put a special package together for them. Um, we, um, 
we're going to start creating, we haven't figured out the final format. They may wind up looking like poker chips, but chips that will have the picture of our sock wrangler on one side and a little bio on the back. And so every, when you get your package, you're gonna know who packaged it. And then we may have like prizes if you, um, you know, if you get five different chips, you yeah. get a package. Oh, uh, this, what if, you know, you've also started that fun shop that you wanted, John. It, <laughs> it may well be, that's what we do. Right? And it's, it's all of a whole, you know, when, when our folks who work with us, I tell them, you know, one of my personal ambitions, I want this to be a great place to work. Mm. Um, so we do things every Wednesday. What do we have every Wednesday? Bagel Rat Day. Bagel Wednesday. Oh. Every Friday, what do we have? Staff lunch. Staff lunch. No. We celebrate each and every birthday. We did a birthday today. We had ice cream cake, right? Hey. No, nobody gets out thin. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, here's where it is, too, is um, so in the pick and pack part of our operation, I told you we call our um, sock wrangler or picker sock wranglers mm -hmm. and that we have our happiness packers. And we have these two women and they're really great at it. And so you sit down with them and say, hey, we're always, you know, part of our core value. We want to personalize this. Mm -hmm. What ideas do you have? And they come back with a list of great ideas. They're the ones that said, hey, why don't we personalize the happy birthday notes? Why don't we do something special for members of the military? Um, you know, they have a stock of socks, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a supply of socks. So if they recognize a customer, they'll put a free pair of socks in. Oh, um, oh that's and it's, You know, and, and a lot of that is yeah. you, you got to hire, you want to hire the right people, point them in the right direction, and get out of the way, support what they do. You know, mm -hmm. What I wind up telling them is, I work for you. You know, you know what you want to do, you know what you got to get done. Um, and we're very fortunate, right? Hey. We have people that knock themselves out. I so do you, when you hire those who have disabilities, this is for people who are listening, uh, and just to educate myself as well, when you hire those with disabilities, do you recruit in a different way? How do you uh, kind of find out if this is going to be the right person to do the copy versus the well, here, here's the simple process we have. Yeah. Um, so far, what we have hired, all the folks with disability have started with us as sock wranglers. Mm -hmm. And the process we have is very simple. You come in, you got to give us a resume and a cover letter. Mm -hmm. I don't really care what it says, but that just shows you'll take a little initiative. Mm -hmm. And we have people that have come through schools, we have people that have come through some social service agencies. We have people that come to us directly. You come in and you meet with John and me. The only thing we care about is can you do the job? And we want people that want to be there. Mm -hmm. Then go and shadow a current sock wrangler. So you learn the job from, you know, so I should back up. So we're not doing an interview asking you about your resume. We're not trying to project, can you do this job? Right. We just tell you, go out there and learn from a current sock wrangler. Yeah. And there, that person is gonna teach you how to do the job. And then when you're ready, you have to take a test. And the test consists of, you have to pull five orders in 30 minutes or less, and you have to be accurate. Mm. 
Everybody who works for us has passed that test. Okay. You can, we, now I don't pay you until you pass the test, mm -hmm. but you can take as long as you like to prepare for that test. Oh. We get some people who after an hour, I'm ready to go. We have other people who after three weeks, I'm ready to go. I don't care. Um, you know, we make sure everybody understands. We don't want to take advantage of anybody. Um, but, and that works very well for us. Oh, I love that. I love that. That is fantastic. Um, we are thinking, John had an idea that we may put into place. He wants to get all of our sock wranglers cowboy hats. Yeah. <laughs> and then what we would do is once you pass your test, we would have a ceremony where we would present you with your cowboy hat. <laughs> now that's a video in the making right now. <laughs> yes, yes, it would be. That's um, wonderful. wonderful. There are just, and all of this helps the business. Mm -hmm. yeah. It makes people want to be there. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, we had one woman, we were interviewing her for um, a marketing position. She came in and she said, you know, I've heard such good things. I just want to see, is it real? Oh. Um, and she was there on a Friday when we had a staff lunch and it was somebody's birthday. And on top of that, a customer had sent us 30 pints of ice cream. And she's walking around and then she looks to one of my colleagues who was with her and says, people are just laughing and having fun here. Nobody even smiles in my office. Oh. And my colleague came to me and said, we have to hire this woman. We have to, you know. <laughs> Give us some happiness. <laughs> you know. Wow. Um, That's incredible. That's an incredible, incredible place to work. What an incredible, and it's such a short period of time, guys. Such a short period of time with such a huge impact you've made. Well, we've been, we've been incredibly fortunate. And, and, and we know that. You know, we, we haven't done all of this. We've been very fortunate with our colleagues and very fortunate with our customers and the word of mouth that spread and the media coverage. You know, I'll give you an example. So last year, John struck up a relationship with former President George H.W. Bush. We read in the paper, and, and here's what happened. We, we read in the paper that Mr. Bush like crazy socks. So John here said, we should send him some socks. So we sent him a box of socks. We didn't hear anything. Okay. March of this year, his office called us and said, we'd like some more socks. We sent him another box of socks. President Bush sent John this really sweet thank you note that he signed. And he sent John a pair of socks. We sent him more socks. On World Down Syndrome Day, he tweeted out a picture of him wearing John's new Down Syndrome superhero socks. And he thanked his friend, John Cronin. Oh. All of this was great. Then, when Mrs. Bush passed away, yeah. his office called us and said, the president wants to wear some socks to honor Mrs. Bush. So we helped him pick out the socks. 
They were made by one of our suppliers, uh, a supplier called Modstocks. Uh, we sent 20 pair down for the president and the family. So we knew the day of the funeral he was going to wear those. What we did not know is there was no meeting with the press. There was no speaking to the press. All they did that day, the only communication that came from him, his office tweeted out a picture of him wearing those socks and with a follow-up tweet as to why to honor her commitment to literacy and their book-themed socks. Wow. That led to... It was kind of a, a touchy moment. We were overwhelmed that you know the president had chosen us and that we could do something for him in that moment. Yeah. Um, and you wanna, that's the type of thing you wanna shout to the rooftops, but it's somebody's funeral. Yeah. So we didn't say anything. Yeah. But some of the media outlets put it together and contacted us. Well, that led to this surge, to another little viral surge and more media coverage. And um, so you can't plan on that. No, no. We were very fortunate, but it started with John and just a positive impulse of, I want to do something nice. Um, and so we've sent boxes of socks to other celebrities. Um, Prime Minister Trudeau also got a box of socks because he loves socks. He wrote a great note back to John. Um, but you, you, can't, you can't plan on that stuff. Yeah. But yet, you know, we, we had called some people, how did you arrange that? It was organic. Mm, mm. You know, it was already this little relationship. Yeah, um, yeah. Right? And then we turned that into a charity sock. So it raises money from Mrs. Bush's uh, Family Literacy Foundation. That's just incredible. It's just, do you pinch yourself, Mark, thinking, this is incredible. This is just a ride of a lifetime. Like, it's just giving and giving. Yes, you're a businessman, but... You know, there's, a, there's, there's, there's love behind it. There's real genuine love that's just building and building and building. And this is what we get to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, you know, and we're just so fortunate. And you just keep writing it and be, and be prepared. You know, when, you know, some of it works, you know, much of it. You know, you asked before, you know, what, what were the ingredients of success we could share? You know, well, one of the things you might want to kidnap John and have John work on your business. Um, there's not a better John, can we kidnap you? <laughs> there's no better partner in the world than John. Oh my goodness, that's incredible. See, that's that's that sums it all up. And I just want to say, guys, thank you so much for creating the gift that is John's crazy socks. Thank you for your crazy idea, John, because You've made the world such a better place because you're spreading happiness with socks. You a happy boy? Yes, I am. <laughs> well, done. well done. Thank you so much, guys. I do really appreciate well, your time. You. And you let us know what we can do to help you. Anything we can do to help, we will do it. Thank you. And ditto, ditto. Guys, we just have to wrap up now, but thank you so much, guys, and we will catch you on the next episode. Well, and let's hope that we'll be able to visit Australia soon. Yes, cannot wait. Can I? John, you gotta put that in your diary. Australia, next stop. <laughs> You'd like that. Okay. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you.